Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's episode 194 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I am one of your hosts. My name is Eric Walquist, and joining me this week, once again, the triumphant return of Mr. Uh, I, I am Levi's Jenny. Mm-hmm. I'm from Colorado, where I stuck out my gold claim. <laughs> Yeah, Levi, you sound really good this week. Are you getting? It sounds like you're getting over a sickness or something. I'm getting younger by the minute. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah, no, I'm Jesse Vegan Mayonnaise Wilson. Mm-hmm. Back returning like MacArthur to the Philippines. There you go, like MacArthur to the Philippines. Jesse, the Personal Arrogance Podcast. I love it. Um, Jesse, how you doing? How's your week? Uh, I've been bad. Let's jump mm-hmm. right ahead. Zoom. To the dedication, Eric. Zoomity boom. Let's do it. I'm going to dedicate episode 194 to my beloved younger cousin, Sam, who, no joking, was tragically killed on his uh, job at the workplace. So that's why I've been gone. And uh, he was a great guy. I, lo- I was really close to him growing up. He had a lot of spirit and vigor and energy, and people just loved to be around him. And he was a real uh, punk rock son of a bitch, and the world is a little worse of a place without him. But, uh, Sam, your memory lives on in me. Your spirit, I'm holding close to my heart and trying to use it to make me a little bit better of a person and trying to inspire the sort of things in other people like you inspired in me. So, Sam, I love you, buddy. Um, I know you're out there somewhere. And uh, I can't wait to see you again. It's really nice, dude. Like I, I didn't know Sam personally, but um, but just the response of just people on Facebook, it's like huge response. This guy touched so many people's lives, yeah. and uh, I'm really sorry for your loss. Yeah, um, but like I said, you know, I'm 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 keeping him close to my heart to try and uh, make me just a little bit better of a person. Mm-hmm. So. Well. So yeah, thank, thanks, thanks for your support, and thank you to Levi for filling in while I was grieving. Yeah, um, but and you have, uh, you know, it's not under the best circumstances, but your sister is in town. I saw you were hanging out with her. That's true. I got to spend some uh, great quality time with my sister, and now she gets to see my daughter, her mm-hmm. uh, niece, yeah. when Elsa's or WrestleNesha rather is a little bit more of an exciting age than when she was. <laughs> basically a little baby doing nothing so that's been nice yeah your sister lives in australia so yeah exactly um yeah uh i i've been I, so uh lydia and i we we're starting to book our camping trips for the summer right we got to get the wilson walquist camping trip on the books yeah let let's uh hammer that one out for sure yeah and let's uh let's do it on the air no let's actually do it off the air <laughs> <laughs> all right well just... i'll tell you what i've been up to though oh, real yeah. quick mm-hmm. i've been doing i've been keeping busy for one thing i've been getting my pantheon mm. i've been out jogging my new mantra is uh one less beer one more mile wow so i'm just trying to drink one less beer per day that i normally would and yep. run one more mile wow and so that's, I figure in like 12 weeks, I'll have slimmed down quite a bit if I can hold to that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to think like you're, you're at your, I'm like, I've been sitting in my medium for a while and it kind of is discouraging for me. My body wants to be 215 pounds. 
Like, it's very tough. Like, I'll work out for, like, six weeks, weigh myself 215 pounds. Is that true, though? Is that what your body wants? I don't know. Or is that your brain being like, yeah, my body can deal with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hit me with more dopamine, please. Yeah. Mm, sorry, deltoids. You're out of luck. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, I... Uh... Uh, if I sit around and drink beer, I'm 215 pounds. If I work out, like I'm a leaner 215 pounds, but I'm just like 215. No, I'm. I think you and I are actually kind of the same. We're, mm-hmm. we're both endomorphs. Yeah. Like we do not put on muscle. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> that being said, like a leaner 250 pounds, I'll I'll, I'll take that mm-hmm. one for sure. I also I use my chainsaw finally. Oh, nice. I cut up a tree. Hmm. A tree came down in my uh, mother-in-law's, uh, her driveway, which just happened wow. before. Yeah, this <laughs> seems like a bit of a tumultuous driveway. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I cut that up, which was fun. And then um, also in my pursuit of manly adventures that I've been doing lately, I deconstructed a pallet and I made a coffee table out of it. And wow. it turned out really nice. Nicely done. Yeah, so I, I've been pretty happy with that. Nice. Yeah. I, and by the way, it's 215 pounds. Just for the, <laughs> I heard for 350. The yeah, for the key, t- 15. <laughs> 15. Uh, yes. Yeah. Quote, uh, Eric, I'm not as fat as you think I am. <laughs> Walk with on that one. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I've, I've just been hanging out. I've been booking some camping trips. Uh, Lydia's back. She spent the last week in uh, Maryland. So uh, we went to the Mar- I went to the first Mariners game of the season last night for me. Um, they lost. It was a bummer. But oh, I heard that was a a bummer, a bummer outer. It was a bummer of a loss. But Your man Iwakuma. Yeah, but it was but it was a pitcher's duel, and I I feel like uh you can't be a casual fan and enjoy a pitcher's duel. And I was a casual <laughs> fan. You could really enjoy a pitcher's duel if you are a true Major League Baseball fan. So right. watching David Price and and Hisashi Iwakuma just buzz through each other's lineups was actually a pretty great experience. Um, nice. But very disappointing end for that one. Uh, I also saw a couple movies this week, and I, I finally saw Spider-Man. Um, and it was exactly what I thought it would be. <laughs> so it held your attention, and you're okay with that? I'm okay with it. Okay. There's I little... liked what you had to say. I've been listening, in case anyone's wondering. Oh, good. I've Keep been listening up. to the Levi episodes and really enjoying them. But I like what you had to say about not hate-reading stuff. Yeah, or like screw it. It's a waste of time and yeah. energy. It's like, do you really want to get your help yourself in that headspace? Like, oh, everything's <laughs> bad, and I'm better than people because their stuff is bad. Like, yeah, and I can, and I can recognize how bad all this stuff is, which means I'm smarter than everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, let me see your movie then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me see your Spider. Why don't you make Spider Man? <laughs> anyway, uh... yeah, think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what are you drinking this week, buddy? Uh, I'm just drinking some free beer from work, but I have some beer recommendations at the end of the cast. Nice. My uh, wife, uh, so nice, she went over to Maryland and brought me back a bunch of beer. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So the first one is actually from Chicago. It's from Goose Island. Uh, but oh, yeah. it's it's the Sophie uh, Belden style farmhouse ale. So I decided to drink this one for you, Jesse. Oh, yeah, that one's aged in uh, wine barrels, right? Uh, I, I guess. I, I believe so. I don't know. I just have a, re- a single bottle, so. But I decided to, to, to drink this one for you because this is kind of your specialty is the farmhouse sales. Yeah, so. exactly. Fun fact about that, you can get that at mm. the Safeway in Port Townsend. Well, it is very good. Wow. 
That is delicious beer. Gosh, dang it. Sophie, maybe you should have... Are you supposed to age these? Can you age these? You can, but, I mean, by the time they sell it, it's already ready to go. So. Yeah, because it says it's... 2014 on the label. I was just a little worried. Right, no, that's the vintage. There's got to be a better word mm. for that than God, vintage. That is so good, especially... And it's been, it's been hot up here in the Pacific Northwest lately. It was 84 degrees today. I know, right? Ah! It's time... Yeah, that was a great thing about going to Mariners game last night. Is like at ten o'clock at night, it was like seventy-two degrees. Yeah, it's wonderful. That's one great thing: the long winter nights are yeah. kind of rough, but the long summer days rule. Yeah, but then you have the long summer nights that are really hot, and nobody owns air conditioning. Yeah, that's true. I took my shirt off at work today. <laughs> it was so hot. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> my coworkers were like, "Get back into your cube." Anyway, you're like, "I still got the white collar on." <laughs> They're yeah. like, that's a Chip and Dale's costume <laughs> from Spencer's Gifts. And you're like, doesn't matter. White collar workplace. White collar workplace. And apparently it's a black tie vet. Really, I'm classing up the place. You uh, all. I got cufflinks. Yeah. You don't have cufflinks. <laughs> sure, my uh, uh, sleeves don't. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. cuffs don't have sleeves, but yeah. whatever. Whatever. <laughs> yes, I went 250 to pounds of lean walk with muscle. <laughs> Oh, 250 pounds of Chippendale's delight <laughs> coming to you from Walklist. Anyway, Jesse, let's get to some listener feedback this week. We had a couple of uh, voicemails. Uh, first one comes to us from our good buddy over in VA. Hey, guys. It's Michael McBride from Virginia again here. Just walking around on a beautiful Saturday here. Uh, just was wondering, what y'all thought of the draft this week? I mean, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I know it's a bit of an oxymoron being in Virginia and being a Dallas Cowboys fan, but I'm happy with uh, at least our first two rounds. I was a little upset that we didn't have any picks in the third round, but oh well, what can you do? I'm just wondering what you were thinking, especially you, Eric. I figured you'd be what? talking like crazy about this anyways. Get off we, my running I back. figured I'd get started. <laughs> all right, guys, get off my back. <laughs> did you follow the draft at all, Jesse? I did. I just love the Seahawks are like never going to ever pick a draft pick where they like we don't ever want to pick at a pick that we own. We want to just give those picks away to other people to get multiple more picks in like the seventh round. I, you know what I like about it? I feel like it was like a magic card deck where it's like just delay it, delay yeah. it, delay it. <laughs> round seven, bam! We got we got the entire seventh round draft class. We have every single pick. That would be so awesome if they got the entire seventh round. We got 32 people. <laughs> yeah. It's like a combo deck. We trade one for two twos, mm. both twos for uh, four fours. Right. Each four for 16 each yep. sevens. Yep. I like it. Yeah, but I think John Snyder, you know, that's the thing about these guys is that I just have to put up my hands and be like, all right, you got it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, like, the year Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman were drafted, they were graded an F. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, uh, I, you guys have proven yourself. Yeah. Obviously, I do not have the football smarts that you do, right. even close. So, right. yeah, do you just do your thing, guys. You do, do your, your thing. thing. Yeah, Russell Wilson in the third round. Like, come on. Yeah. I was bummed that uh, I was actually hoping the Seahawks would get Michael Sam. 
Oh yeah, that would be interesting because we don't we we could use more help on D line. And he went to the Rams, which means that he's probably division not, rival. Well, and the and they have like ten defensive ends on the Rams. <laughs> like that's not a need position for the Rams. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But yeah, I for, the, for overall, I could just say. I, I just feel like just being picked by Pete Carroll and John Schneider that the Seahawks picks are good. Like I just yeah, I have yeah. faith in the I have faith in those guys. I do as well. Um they uh and they also they for their non drafted free agents they got Keith Price who was who was the quarterback at University of Washington. Mm-hmm. So, so now we have four quarterbacks. Hey man. You can never have enough quarterbacks. That's what there I were would say. Like two for most of two years ago. Yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big T Jack fan. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that because yeah, you got you got uh, T Jack, you got Russell Wilson, you got uh, Terrell, uh, Terrell Pryor. Pryor, and yeah, Keith now Price. Keith Price. They're all very similar in terms of their skill sets. I'm looking forward to this four quarterback offense. Yeah, me too. Like yeah, it's like <laughs> the Wildcat offense, except it's four quarterbacks. You don't know who they're going to snap it to. Exactly. I, Isn't I love the Wildcat it. zero quarterbacks? Yes. So it's so the it's opposite like of the wild. Not track. like that at all. Yeah, it's easy. yeah, it's actually never actually like that at all. <laughs> um <laughs> So, uh anyways. Oh, I do want to oh. say real quick. I'm sorry. I'm getting mm-hmm. caught up on this whole like there was a guest host filling in for me. Yeah. My favorite part of when Levi was uh filling in for me was when he got incredulous about the fact that I live with in a three bedroom place. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Jesse has three bedrooms? Uh, How? <laughs> like, Thanks for having faith on me, hey, buddy. You, anyway, I had to bring that one up. I think you have the most bedrooms per J. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I might. Yeah. Meanwhile, That's weird. <laughs> meanwhile, my rent's going up. Uh, anyway, hmm. uh, we got one more phone call. Uh, this one comes to us from another state. I don't remember. Oh, from Texas. Here he goes. Hey, guys. It's Sean Keith uh, down here in Fort Worth, Texas. A couple things. You guys are talking about bad movies that are so bad they're good. Uh, Double Team with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman. (laughs) Cold opens with a 15-minute car chase that is never referenced to throughout the rest of the movie. Dennis Rodman gets out of a jail cell by throwing a human skull like it's shooting it like it's a basketball to hit a switch <laughs> and there's an island where they send secret agents that are too valuable to kill that cannot be trusted to be out in the general public um also captain ron classic go-to bad movie <laughs> and then for your uh, star wars origin uh characters i'm disappointed that you guys didn't come up with this yourself fucking lobot from bestin the dude is like Lando Calrissian's secretary, and he's like a bald guy, but instead of having hair wrap around his head, he's got like a computer. What? Where did this dude come from, guys? Come on, fill us in. Anyways, uh, get off my back and stay arrogant. <laughs> stay arrogant. Yeah, get off my back. I feel like we could just do an entire Cloud City. Like they need Tales of Cloud City. Like they had Tales of the Bounty Hunters and Tales of Mos Eisley like Cantina. They only mm. need t- they need Tales of Cloud City. I agree. There's a lot going on on that city for sure. It's a weird place because basically, like Lando Calrissian, who is a smuggler, uh, on the same level as Han Solo, like went and became like the mayor of the city. 
Right. Like it's it's like a gambler's. It's like a casino planet, right? I guess I don't it's know. It's like also back all the time, plus like the loosest slots this side of the Kessel Run, <laughs> and like weird torture devices. <laughs> well, yeah, that they. Well, yeah, I mean that's what they do to car- card counters. Mm-hmm. That was on hand to deal with the people who cheats. I love at it. the back. I just love it when they're like, "Put him in the carbonite. Is he gonna die? Yeah, probably not. Like." <laughs> We usually just use this to, yeah. like, freeze the Bantha steaks. Right. Be- <laughs> like, Carbonite is, like, it's just so funny. They're like, yeah, let's give it a try. How's he going to breathe? Doesn't matter. And then they, like, just put a little thing on the side. They're like, yep, he's alive. <laughs> like, mm. there's a life support system with it? I don't know. Totally alive. We've definitely <laughs> not used this on, like, thousands of card cheaters. Yeah, exactly. Totally haven't. Ignore that deck. You see that giant... It looks like a giant novelty playing card deck made out of entirely cheaters. <laughs> yeah, ignore that. Ignore that, because mm-hmm. those are definitely... Han's totally the first. I also love that, like... Yeah, they say that they don't really freeze people at the Carbonite, but then when Leia frees him at Jabba's Palace, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> she's like... Uh, Yes. Yeah, carbonite sickness. It's like, really? They said nobody freezes in this. Mm. Anyway, these how are the nitpicky it, how things good that. Would it have been, though, like if, you know, Han goes down, gets frozen, comes back up, gigantic boner. <laughs> <laughs> he is wearing pretty tight pants. Yeah, yeah. Even, <laughs> like, Chewie's like. <laughs> oh, come on, Chewie. We all know when you have a boner. <laughs> You're freaking naked, for Christ's sakes. No, I feel like Wookiee boners would be a lot... Like, gorillas have teeny tiny wieners. I feel like a Wookiee wiener is actually quite small. Alright, we're going to move on before this turns into a a breakdown of Wookiee wieners. Uh, That's our listener feedback for this week. If you want to give us a call, please do so. 360-362-0024. Or you can leave us an email at personalarrogance at gmail.com. Jesse, you ready for a little tiny Matt roll-off? I've never been more ready. Let's do it. We're each going to roll 20-sided dice, see who's get, who gets to talk first on the podcast this week. Here we go. Roll a 13. Oh, shit, dude. Roll a 13. Ah, oh, double roll Double roll off. Could have guessed it, man. 13 again. Oh, I rolled a 5. Oh, if you had rolled a 13, it would have been the greatest thing ever. Right. Well, with my plus 8 modifier. Well, okay. Uh, oh, I still won. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what's your first topo? So, uh, I want to jump right on ahead. That's the theme of the show for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes from the Facebook Roundup, but I'm lifting it for a full segment from James Patterson. Nicely done. He says, you're picking a dream group to play Catan with. Uh-huh. Choose one former president, one 80s pop star, mm-hmm. which uh, I accidentally missed that one. <laughs> one character from Breaking Bad, one stand-up comedian, one anthropomorphized sea creature. Mm-hmm. Also, describe how the game plays out and who wins. Also, welcome back, Jesse. Thank you, James Patterson. Yeah. So, I am going to do my list here. Okay. Now, give you plenty of time to think about what you want to do in case you haven't already prepared this. Okay. Were you going to do this as a topic? Uh, I had it on the docket, but I always got backups, bro. Okay. We can yeah. do backup. Okay. So, um, I'm going to pretend that I didn't see the pop star thing because I actually... <laughs> glanced right over that until now 
All right. So uh, for my former U.S. president, I'm choosing President James K. Polk. James Polk, a very, very uh, notable president. Here's why. James K. Polk was an early adopter of Manifest Destiny. Right. And I feel like that is perfect for this expansion-based board game, of course. Oh, of course, yeah. So uh, he was also a strong pre-Civil War president, so he Mm -hmm. obviously knows his uh, diplomacy, especially when dealing with, like, two factions who might be at odds. Right. So for my character from Breaking Bad... Wait a second. If I'm not mistaken, James Polk also was, like, served a four-year term and was like, I'm done. Yeah, is that Polk? so he know he knows when to hang it up. I'm not I'm not sure about I'm that. I'm pretty sure that was Polk. He like basically was like he Chris rocked it. He just dropped the mic and was like, "All right, four years is enough for me. Peace out." <laughs> I fixed the country in four years. Yeah. <laughs> so, a uh, character from Breaking Bad. I'm choosing Badger. Oh, I like it. Uh, so I have a uh, disclaimer. I have not seen the entire series. Mm-hmm. Of Breaking Bad, yep. But I do know Badger as the lovable, goofy, uh, kind of street level dealer. Yep. Who knows how to strike up a deal? Oh, he does. He knows how to deal. He's also he also knows how to party and how to dress. Yeah. So he's fun to hang out with. Mm-hmm. My stand up comedian. I'm choosing Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly just because I like him. Right. And and for my anthropomorphized sea creature. Uh huh. I'm choosing Eric. Sargassum. Sargassum? What's sar- I don't even know what that is. Sargassum is a, uh, essentially seaweed. Okay, cool. It's like large patches of seaweed <laughs> that float around near the surface. So here's how it would uh, play out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> James K. Polk takes an early start with an ambitious plan to split the island in half from sea to shining sea. Uh-huh. He takes the longest road early, and with it, an early lead. Meanwhile, Bill Burr is making lots of jokes about trading wood for sheep and easily greasing the wheels of progress progress with his silver tongue. That said, he's making some bad traits to Badger, who uses his street smarts to get the resources he needs to build a settlement on, of course, rock. Yeah. Sargassum slowly branches out in all directions, influencing his opponents to divert their ambitions in case uh, she puts down a settlement. But Polk says nuts to that and gives a highly favorable trade to Badger to finish his expansion across the island. Divide and conquer, he exclaims. (laughs) Bill Burr has all but resigned at this point. He has nothing but eight sheep in his hand, but rolled a seven and is forced to give up half. Badger starts building cities on his rock tiles and makes the takes the lead. But what's this? Sargassum has been quietly building settlement after settlement in his sprawling ocean of resources. Cuts Polk's road in half with a well-placed settlement and takes longest road for the win. Sargassum <laughs> wins it all. <laughs> That's a murloc, but get oh, it up. Okay, all right. No, murloc is... <laughs> Oh, okay. Sargassum's more like... Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. You really you really fleshed this out. Yeah. Um, it's hard to be probably one of the most successful organisms on Earth. That's true. Um, although James K. Polk is close. <laughs> he's, like, he's like second place when it comes to successful organisms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the history of natural <laughs> science. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it goes like sarga- it goes ants, uh-huh. sargassum, yep. James K. Polk. Love it. Perfect. Yeah, and he also he also he only served four terms. Or four years. <laughs> <laughs> he only served for sixteen years. You win FDR on it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, uh, I don't know I don't know if I could follow it up that eloquently, but I will go through here. Uh so uh historical okay um one former u.s president i gotta go with eisenhower oh i thought i thought you'd be a teddy Rowe guy no i'm going with eisenhower the reason why is because if somebody knows how to build roads it is mr <laughs> ike eisenhower true. with the federal aid highway act of 1956 champion of the interstate highway system exactly he's gonna be going longest road immediately um Oh, 80s pop star. That's a little tougher. Uh, so many 80s pop stars to, to choose from. I'm going to go with Millie Vanilli. Ooh. Um, it's, I was under the impression that was two people. Well, but they're playing as one. I imagine them as a two-headed Muppet from Sesame Street. Muppet <laughs> okay. Monster. Uh, as Millie Vanilli. Uh, just because they're going to seem like they're doing really well, but somebody else is actually pulling the strings. You're talking, of course, about Claudius the Evil Crawfish? Mm-hmm. Or what was it? Levi's... <laughs> what? Levi's thing from Sesame Street, the movie? Uh, oh, Muppets. Anyway. I, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Wow. We really <laughs> watched that one. What was his name? It was, it was a frog. Is a bad frog. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I was not on those episodes. Yeah. Where you talked about movies and baseball. <laughs> uh, one character for Breaking Bad. Gotta go Saul Goodman on this one. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, because he's got the table talk. He can wheel and deal himself. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, why not? Saul Goodman. He's going to dress snazzy. Um, he's always got a way out, too. Like, he's always going to be strategizing, pulling some strings. I like I it. feel like he would take way too long to pass the dice. When his turn is plainly over, he's gonna keep on talking. It's like just, just give me the dice, Saul. <laughs> and he's always gonna try to defend the robber, <laughs> which I like. The robber's my client. <laughs> he cannot take my lands. I represent the robber. Also, I, I don't like to call him the robber. I like to call him the freedom fighter. <laughs> he was actually native to this island before. Exactly. Any of you guys got here. Exactly. Uh, I also... Actually, the robber probably was, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking so. Although in the um, uh, the Knights and Cities expansion, you don't actually move the robber until the first time the barbarians land mm. on Catan. Origin story. He rolls in with the barbarians. So I heard that uh, Klaus Teuber, when he made Catan, he basically made it with all of the expansions, and that was the original game. And then when they when Mayfair published it, they like scaled everything back. What? To the that can't base be true. Game. Yeah. So Knights and City, Seafarers of Catan, and uh, no. What's the other one? Are those the, are those the only two? Well, there's yeah, two yeah. expansions, and there's yeah. like uh, traders and. Yeah. Traders and- there's that other yeah. one that's like kind of five mini expansions. It sucks. Yeah, but the yeah, Se- Seafarers and Knights of Cities were all part of the original game. 
And Ow. then uh, they scaled it back to like a base game and then sold those as expansions. That is a fucking brilliant move. Yeah, it really is, actually. <laughs> um, uh, wh- who else we got here? Oh, a comedian. I'm going to go with uh, Dave Attell. Classic, oh, really? Classic road comic. I feel like he That's could true. take advantage of the roads <laughs> that Eisenhower has laid down in a, a an interesting way. I didn't know you were an Attell fan. Oh, I love Dave Attell. Come on. Oh, oh wait, that's Insomniac. right. You and I early we bonded over Insomniac. Yeah. Insomniac with David Tell was such a great show. That's true. Yeah, okay. and then one anthropomorphized sea creature. It's got to be Admiral Akbar. He's, he's not a sea creature. Technically, he might be. <laughs> I mean, technically, he's already an anthropomorphized sea creature. Right. Yeah, oh, exactly. Akbar talk. But I'm just saying he's going to go for largest army. Okay. So, but more like navy. Well, yeah, if we're playing seafarers, he's got it. <laughs> I had this thought about Admiral Akbar. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, he's back on his home planet, like, swimming around, you know, enjoying being uh-huh. submersed in water. Right. As he probably would be, especially, like, briny salt water. And then, like, the Imperials come in and start fucking shit up, right? And it's like, okay, I gotta fight these guys. And then the rebel, like, recruiter comes in. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, all right, you want to help fight? Uh, you can join the army, or you can join the navy. <laughs> and Akbar was like, okay, I do love taking a dip in the pool. I come from the ocean. Joining the army would suck, like marching across all the land all the time. That, uh-huh. That's going to be that's gonna be boners on ice. I'm going to join the navy so that, you know, I can just jump overboard, instantly submerge. And I can get back on the ship, no big deal. And then they're like, psych, by Navy we mean Outer Space Navy. Oh, I already signed the form. It's oh, a trap, no. it's a trap. That's why it's so pissed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a trap. <laughs> he was talking about this contract. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, his, his suit is actually, his space suit is actually filled with water. <laughs> 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 if I take it off, I die. <laughs> oh god! Oh, I want to add Barack Bar origin story so bad. Uh, <laughs> How bad can it be? I'm right on the water all the time. Sure, I'll join the Rebel Navy. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that was our picks for the uh, Catan uh, celebrity. Who wins softball yours? Game. Though I gotta think. It's it's got to be Eisenhower. Yeah. Reason being, David Tell could try to take advantage of the longest roads, <laughs> but Eisenhower's is going to straight up win that race. Also, he beat the Nazis. I think he could beat anyone else. Yeah, I mean, if he 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 dropped the bomb, he pushed the button. I'm just I saying. I don't think that's true. Wasn't it? Him? Yeah, it was him. Eisenhower. Uh, You're yeah. thinking of Truman. Truman? No, Eisenhower was uh, was uh, FDR's uh, thing. Am I wrong? No, I got those back. I always get them mixed up. Harry Truman was FDR's uh, vice president. Man, Truman dropped the bomb. Eisenhower was head of th- yeah. Eisenhower was head of the Allied armies during World War II. He was fighting the war as a general at the time. See, that's the thing. He's got largest army and longest road like oh! wrapped up. You're right. Yeah. Powerful combo. Powerful. He's man. Based... He's all about the dev cards. He really is, dude. He's about long roads and dev cards. 
I love it. Love it. All right. Well, we're going to move on this week to a little thing about uh, television and movies. Do you know what nemesis means? So, uh, an interesting article today came out on SlashFilm.com. Apparently, there's this big uh, event happening in New York, and all of the networks are releasing their picked-up pilots for the new season. Now, and then they basically all release trailers for all of these pilots. There's a lot of shows in here, a couple of British remakes, one Israeli remake, uh, and, and a bunch of other shows that look pretty bad like i mean there's there's literally like a 75 percent uh failure rate for these things so you got to take it with a grain of salt but one of the ones that came up is a brand new show based on transporter jesse have you seen any of the transporter movies i'm vaguely aware of them but no mm. see that i feel like these are movies that definitely fall into the so bad it's good category right uh so as jason statham has to take something somewhere he's got a so it's such an it's a very interesting origin story it's made it's actually not that interesting but bmw released a series of short films called bmw films and they starved clive owen as a character called the driver and each one was directed by a different director like one of them was directed by guy Ritchie. uh one of them was directed by like ang lee or something like they were all directed by different directors. And I was very into these in like 2004 when they came out. Because A, I drove a BMW when I was in high school. So I was a very big BMW fan. I apologize to everybody out there for being one. And uh, <laughs> it's secondly, like I love Clive Owen. I love the internet. Uh, so this was all, and I love movies. So it was like a perfect storm of things for Eric to love when he was 18 years old. Wait, I just saw about this. Your BMW in high school, you called it the Sweetmobile, right? No, no, no. My BMW is Big Red. The, oh, okay. the My 1989 Mercury Cougar, which I had after the BMW, was the Sweetmobile. Oh, okay. Because I was yeah. just thinking that maybe your Sweetmobile should have been a Volvo. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I called the Cougar the Sweetmobile because it was like baby blue, and I had this... Uh, I had that this pipe true. dream of, of painting a yellow cross on it. Oh, you should have. That would have been so <laughs> sick. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, TNT is going to be playing, is going to be showing this. So anyway, that, that BMW driver series turned into the transporter series starring Jason Statham, which had three different movies and yeah, so bad. It's good action movies, car chases, explosions, uh, gunfights, Jason Statham. Perfect. Right. And now that's rolling up into uh transporter, the TV series, which uh, is an interesting thing because apparently it originally premiered in Canada. What? Yeah, in, tw- oh, in no. 2012. Mm. Um, not since hockey, right? Has there been a Canadian phenomenon catch on like this? Not only is it just Canadian, it's Franco-Canadian. Oh, even worse. <laughs> Starring Chris Vance. So yeah, they basically took this. Uh, you know, took this So Bad It's Good series of movies and turned it into a television show. This has been a very uh, interesting phenomenon that has been happening recently, is turning movies into TV shows. So, of course, you have uh, Transporter coming out. You have Fargo, which I've been uh, following and watching, and I've been guest hosting on the, the Bald Move Fargo 
uh, podcast, giving my two cents there. Uh, what do you think of it? I mean, I haven't listened to the podcast or watched yeah. the show. What do you? What's like on a letter grade? Letter grade. Okay, so Breaking Bad is a ten. That's I, not a letter. I know. I'm just. Oh, Breaking Bad is an A. I'm okay. gonna give Fargo a solid. I'm, I'm gonna give a solid B plus. Oh. I would give it an eight out of ten if Breaking Bad is ten. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So You're there's pretty still the- invested in this out of ten system. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> but yeah, it's a B plus. So there's still. The, I just want to make sure. I just want to make 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 sure people know there's still the A minus grade before the A. But I'm giving it a B plus right now. Uh, but there is the Fargo series. There's also like on NBC they've released some very family friendly ones of uh, about a boy. There's the Parenthood one, which is based off an '80s movie. There's Friday Night Lights, the TV series. Um, so it seems to be you know a bit of a trend of turning television shows or making television shows out of movies now jesse i kind of wanted to make this a two-parter because uh i know that you are also a fan of so bad it's good movies mm. um, to a certain predator extent. the the tv show let's just get to the chase all right let's do it so- oh <laughs> you called my bluff on that one that's exactly what i want to talk to you about like what tv shows do you want to see um, what TV shows? Not necessarily. Do you want to see made in, or what movies do you want to see made into TV shows? But what uh, movies could make interesting television shows? Okay, Predator. Okay, so let's break it down, dude. So what's the Predator TV show about? Predator. For one thing, we have to alter the Predator uh, canon a little bit. Mm-hmm. His spaceship is now tra- time traveling. Okay. Cool. So the Predator can travel th- not just through space, but through time and hunt anyone he wants to hunt. And we're going to also pretend that the Predator is like a history buff. <laughs> and we're going to make oh, this man. all like 100% revenge porn. So, or, or maybe like the Predator is just like, he's like the Winter Soldier. Like he is a person who goes through history and alters the course of history for some like unseen force to, to move it in the direction that it needs to go. Yeah, that's fine for, like, an overarching thing, but I'm okay. thinking episodic here. I'm thinking okay. Predator versus Jack the Ripper. I'm thinking yeah. Predator versus Heinrich Himmler and Hitler and the whole mm-hmm. SS, you know, what if Predator? Machine. What if Predator is Jack the Ripper? Oh, it's perfect! <laughs> that's crazy, right? Yes, because of his slashing, ripping abilities. Right? And it is like some conspiracy in the underworld of London that he has to take down. And it's like I a had to kill force. all those hookers, damn it. There was, a, there was something wrong. Like, they were going to blow up Parliament. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were conspiring to, to bring down the Western world. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, the Predator moving around through time, hunting all, all the people we hate from mm-hmm. history. Genghis Khan. Uh, Dude, I don't the know Bonnie vs- and Clyde. Predator versus Genghis Khan could be a really cool that could showdown. Be the, that would be the season finale where he dies and has to set off his nuke. I yeah, I would love it if uh, I would, oh no 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 no. <laughs> there has to be some sort of like predator versus some sort of Native American warlord mm-hmm. that takes place in Oregon. That's the season finale and. The Native American warlord finally gets the best of Predator, and Predator sets off his nuke. Origin story of Crater Lake. There you go. That's where I'm going with this. Is a Crater <laughs> Lake goof. I just love the idea of 
of yeah, following Predator through, and then like of like uh, also also having this be a time traveling Predator means that he can go um, on different timelines. Mm-hmm. So like at the end right. of each show or at the end of each season, he could have to kill himself in order to carry out his mission. But then at the beginning of the next season, it like rewinds to the point where he like flips the switch to go back in time, and he decides not to, and now he's on an alternate path. Right. With string theory, yeah. anything is possible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I love it. And it, is it really out of canon? I'm not. I'm not the biggest predator expert here, but is it out of canon that he can't time travel? I mean, do they ever say he can't do it? Well, no, they don't. See, and he has that's a T-Rex the skull, predator, right? Too. The T-Rex Danny- skull. Danny Glover goes on the Predator ship, and there's a T-Rex skull. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what does that mean? Have Is this, like, their ship, and they've been rolling around forever, just kind of trolling people throughout different galaxies? Or But maybe this plays perfectly into the hand of the Predator as a time right. traveler. Yeah. I love it. Okay, what do you have? Uh, I don't know, man. I like I love the idea of Attack the Block, the TV show. Um, but you haven't seen Attack the Block, have you? Ah, uh, I really, really want to. Is the thing. <laughs> I know. Next time I gotta load you the DVD, dude. <laughs> Nobody has seen this movie. I keep talking about how good it is. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be a letdown now for everybody. But yeah, uh, it's like a bit a bunch of inner city kids in London who are basically like uh, a, a they're like trying to be a gang. Basically, they're like mugging people and you know selling drugs on the street. Um, then Jack the Ripper shows up. Yeah, the Predator shows up. Uh, but yeah, basically Predator shows up. I mean, they have like a bunch of terrible aliens that come down. But they end the they end the movie. Um, you know, they tie it up in a nice little bow. But the fact of the matter is, this invasion is still happening. So it could be something that plays out over time. Um, you know, I also staying in England. I would also love to see Snatch the TV series. Something that's a little more crime worldy, like uh, like a Breaking Bad, but like uh, mm. set around the British underworld. Mm. That could like either that. be horrible or great. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse, we're getting away from these monikers. We have to judge each thing. It can't just be horrible or great. No, uh, no, that's I'm, uh, yeah. It, no. There's no middle ground with a Snatch TV show. It would either be the best show ever or just garbage. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I should have come more prepared, I suppose. <laughs> Anchorman what about he... Gladiator? Well, they kind of did that with Spartacus. No, uh, well, okay. Well, to be fair, I've never seen the show Spartacus. Well, that's not a bad thing. But, spoiler alert, he gets loose and starts a revolution. But this is why Spartacus was doomed to fail from the beginning. Yeah. Historians know nothing about Spartacus. Mm -hmm. They don't know, there's like no records about who he was, what his rebellion, how it happened. All they know is that there was a slave rebellion led by a dude named Spartacus and it got smooshed. But, like, you could do like a WWE style show based on the Roman gladiator uh coliseum <laughs> don't even do any sort of rebellion or right. anything just make it all about you know and you got the, the guys fights. you got john cena you got yeah. the rock you got uh oh, the man. undertaker you got all these guys who are ready to go plus Dude, the yeah. luchadores 
Yeah, why don't they just have like a gladiator thing, like a like a period piece uh, professional wrestling federation? That would be so cool. Yeah, that would actually be pretty sweet, dude. That would be so sick. <laughs> I would love that. Like honestly, like I love putting the theme around it like that. Right. And we all know it's bullshit anyway. Right. Let's stop pretending that this stuff is happening now. Let's have <laughs> some fun with it. <laughs> period piece professional wrestling. And then, like, you could sell out the Coliseum, and I'm not talking about Los Angeles, the actual real Coliseum. That would be awesome. The Rock versus, uh, I don't know, maybe bring Hulk Hogan out of retirement. Why not? No, Hulk Hogan could be the emperor. Oh, perfect. Yeah. (laughs) That is actually perfect. I didn't know the emperor wore a pink boa. (laughs) Mm, yeah, no, that's actually historically correct. Many emperors wore pink boas. It's from a pink ostrich, brother. <laughs> it, it came from the Africanus. <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're firing at all cylinders here. I'm just going to spitball some to you. You tell me how it works out, okay? Okay. Uh, first one is, of, of course, Alien, the TV series. Yeah, I mean, that that kind of follows on the heels, no pun intended, of Predator. Well, yeah, but this one you There's can follow... There's constant it, like, spin-offs, the alien's always crapping up. The yeah. alien is the smoking man to the Predator's molder. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. To make a totally yeah. timely X-Files reference. Well, but I, I like the idea of a, of a alien show that follows a bunch of space marines around. So oh, like a man, trip Colonial Marines? Yeah, exactly. That would be such a great show. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, you are right about this. <laughs> yeah, just like a bunch of Colonial Marines. You just have them <sighs> go around. A couple of them die every season. Like, it'll be really good, man. I can guarantee you a... I can guarantee you a cable subscription and three hours a week of viewership time if you have a block of Predator, Alien, and Colonial Marines. <laughs> Back to back to back, nonstop action. Oh my god! Oh, I would man. buy HBO for that. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I actually just got HBO. Really? Yeah, Comcast kind of swung it, and I was like, "All right." <laughs> they did a thing where they raised my uh, internet thirty dollars a month. Oh. So I was dealing with that for a few months, and then they like call me and they're like. Hey, for five dollars less a month than what you're paying right now, they you do can that. get the internet. They do that. Yeah, that's how they get you. You get the internet plus HBO, and they told me the price will never go up. So I was like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna do that." Like, why wouldn't I do that? <laughs> also, you get unlimited data on your phone forever. Oh wait, promises <laughs> we can't keep. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I have HBO now. I'm very excited to. Uh, Go through the back catalog of uh, Veep. Anyway, a um, couple more movie ideas here for you, Jesse. Uh, what about... I'm trying to think of movies that we've seen together. <laughs> That's, that is a pretty small list. Yeah, like we would saw Alien vs. Predator together. Garbage we saw on ice. X-Men 3 together, I'm pretty sure. Mmm, we did. And I was the only one who knew that Arlie Ermey was the voiceover guy. <laughs> oh, man. What about, like, what were some westerns that you've seen? Oh, I've seen a lot. I mean, I've seen a lot of The Duke, and I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of Eastwood, obviously. Right. So, I, yeah, I like, what like, about The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, the TV series? Mm, I'm gonna... I feel like I'm that's gonna, something they would do. 
I'm going to change that, though. Because that story was totally wrapped up, but, like, something like the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. You got seven guys, you got seven episodes. One of them, it's like the Magnificent Seven meets the Suicide Squad. Love it. One of them dies every episode. Love it. Like it, love it, want more of it. Okay. Immediately. (laughs) Yeah, but I also think, you know, the good, the the bad, and the ugly... Like they they are making movies out of or they're making TV shows out of movies that that tied up nicely in a bow. Like the story of Fargo did not need to be you know kept going on and on. Uh, I feel like the good, the bad, and the ugly could be a really good one because you could cast the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I, mean, I feel like it would just lend itself to the uh, to the TV trailer really well. That might um, be my favorite movie ever, by the way. Sergio Leone love it what about like kubrick like what about 2001 a space odyssey the movie i don't know like i said before i actually have attempted to watch that movie several times and never finished it you've never finished it no it's so fucking boring (laughs) i'm a full metal jacket guy yeah how about full metal jacket the movie that would be pretty or the TV cool. show. I would have watched the shit out of Full Metal Jacket, the TV show. I would too. I mean, isn't we're we're about due for? Yeah. I mean, ha, there's never actually been a Vietnam TV show. show. Yeah, I can't really there, think of one because Mash mean, was Mash Korea. Was obviously supposed to be Vietnam, right? But, but it was set in Korea. Ooh, maybe we need a maybe we need Full Metal yeah. Jacket. The Full show. Metal Jacket, the TV show, I think is needs to happen. And we'll know it'll last a long time. It'll be like 12 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, this, they, these are basically, they do snapshots of like three days, basically. I mean, they, they do a montage of, of the training camp, um, or of boot camp, but they also, like, the whole Vietnam section is just like a few days. Yeah. Like, they could spread that out over a very long period of time. They got a lot of source material. Yeah. Dude, Full Metal Jacket, the TV show, is something that needs to happen immediately. Alright, I think we've got this figured out. Alright, let's do it then. Uh, let's move on to trivia. Uh, we're going to do Trivial Pursuit uh, Genus 1. Once again, Jesse, are you ready? You feeling a little rusty after a couple weeks off? Mm, I, I'm ready to shake off the cobwebs, Eric. Where are you going to shake them off? Which... It's Eric, right? Uh, yes, it's pronounced okay. Eric. Oh, okay, Eric. Uh, Sorry. Uh, but we're going to shake, shake off those cobwebs with some geography. You ready to go? Sir, this question for you. Please play along at home. What country did the Romans call Hibernia? Can you repeat that? What country did the Romans call Hibernia? That is H-I-B-E-R-N-I-A. Hibernia. Um, God, I just want to say Spain, but I think it's wrong. I'm going to go with uh, Portugal. Just because it sounds like that would turn into Iberia, maybe. Ireland. Ireland. Huh. Iberia. I- Ibernia. Ire. Hibernia. Hi- Hibernia. All right, this question's for me. Uh, what is the geographical term for a ring shaped coral island? I believe it is an atoll. I'm going to say atoll. It is an atoll. <laughs> The way I pronounced it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jesse, this question's for you. What is the nickname of Texas? <laughs> I'm going to go with the Lone Star State on this one, Eric. I'm going to go with guns and uh, guns. 
Guns and Guns, Texas. It's the Lone Star State. Uh, all right, I need this one to t- uh, to win. Uh, Jesse, you need the steal to win. If we both get it wrong, we go to a geography tiebreaker. Question is, what country exports goods through the port of Durban? The port of Durban. I'm going to go back to Ireland. D-U-R-B-A-N, Durban. Durban. The port of Durban. Oh, man. I know that I know this somewhere deep in my heart. I want to say Poland. Correct answer is South Africa. Oh, my God. I was way off. Port of Durban. All right, Jesse. That means we go to a geography tiebreaker. Whoever is geographically closest to the answer wins. The question is, what state contains the geographic center of the United States? Oh, is that me? Yes, you get to answer first. Okay, the geographic center of these United States is... Iowa. I believe it's Kansas. And the answer is South Dakota? Oh, because of because of uh, Alaska. What is closer? <laughs> what did you say? Iowa? Iowa. Oh man, I know Kansas is the geographical center of the contiguous United States. I wasn't factoring in the Alaska. Well, Thanks. I I I was. So <laughs> I believe that Iowa borders part of uh, South Dakota. Uh, Yes, it does. So you win. Okay. All right, Jesse, so you win everything this week. Why don't you go ahead and give us your Secotabo? All right. I want to talk a little bit about science. If today we're able to create a two-headed dog with six legs... Is it possible that a similar creature existed thousands of years ago? And I say yes. Right, Scott? Okay, Eric, stones laid in V-shaped formation and simple lanes mark the most extensive hunting architecture yet found beneath any of the Great Lakes, Mm -hmm. writes Tech Times. Hmm? So a pair of parallel lanes, each 98 feet long and 26 feet wide, led to a dead end. They're, they may have been used to trap caribou, oh, wow. while the V-shaped functions may have acted like hunting blinds, researchers said. What's a hunting blind? Sort of like uh, you hide behind it and then you shoot ducks. Okay, cool. Yeah. The massive structures measure 330 feet by 92 feet long, which is a lot of stones. <laughs> And this is all underwater? Yeah, so, um, I get, it, it, it's underwater now because mm-hmm. this is from Ice Age hunters. And, okay. uh, in the time since these, uh, hunting traps were set up, it has since become the Great Lakes. That, dude, I, I freaking love this Ice Age hunting stuff. Yeah, they were pretty oh, good at killing shit by the time they got to America. That's pretty great that they were able to, like, build these things to funnel animals into. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, heard it's it bad for the point... animals, obviously, but <laughs> we're, we're talking about chrome. This is, this is like you spend all your entire day trying to get food. 
Right. Um, I heard at uh, by the time Columbus set sail to the Americas, buffalo in America were being hunted at an extinction rate. Wow. Because the Native Americans had gotten so good at essentially corralling them off of cliffs. Jeez. They would just chase them until they fell off of cliffs, and then it was like, Buffet time! Holy. That's actually where the term buffet comes from. <laughs> buffet from buffaloes. <laughs> God. Yeah, oh, man. So, yeah, so they recently found some of the most ancient one of these ever from Ice Age times before there were even Great Lakes. That's crazy, dude. Isn't that, that before, before there were Great wild? Lakes? I didn't, I had no idea how big the Great Lakes were until Aaron set me straight. Like, they're like beaches and stuff. Okay, set me straight, because I actually, I don't, I, I feel like it's like, oh, hey, I can see the other side of that. No, no. big deal. Apparently you can't. Apparently the Great Lake is the horizon. Like, they're crazy big lakes. It's the Mediterranean of America, right? I guess, I, I thought that the Chesapeake was that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Just because your wife swam in the infected filth of Chesapeake, suddenly it's the Mediterranean <laughs> of America. She did take a dip. She said while she was there. I don't That's know if she actually did or not, actually. <laughs> she she did, at least dipped her big toe in. I think she said the water was really warm, and then somebody right. said it was because of the pollution. Right. But anyway, whatever. It's because of the ever uh, the ever encroaching hand of sargassum exactly. the settler of earth <laughs> um no this is great i also read somewhere that um by the time the last woolly mammoth went extinct right the pyramids were already constructed the pyramids were a thousand years old that's not that weird to me though that's crazy go nuts to me i feel like the mammoths basically just died that's so crazy. Like, Let's bring back the mammoths, guys. Like, this isn't a Jurassic Park situation. Like, we're not going to bring back Velociraptors and we're all going to have to check our backs during the city. But it's going to be sad, games. though. It's like when they have penguins at the San Diego Zoo. It's like, this shit isn't supposed to happen. They're Dude, too hot. You and I have both been to... We've driven through the middle of the country. There's plenty of space out there to make the Ice Age Jurassic Park. And right, you can... but they're going to be like, oh, it's so hot. <laughs> oh, why did they bring, why did they clone me? Why? So hot. Why did they make me self-aware? Did they, I'm a woolly man, <laughs> I'm basically just a fucking hairy elephant. The other elephants are cool, because they don't have any hair. No, I'm saying, like, you just open, like, straight up, let's just put a fence around South Dakota and turn it into Ice Age land. And yeah. then let the woolly mammoths run free. And yeah, then what's but next, they're going to be months? so hot! It's going to be like 98 degrees in <laughs> July! And they're going to be like, why did you clone me? <laughs> I think you and I both know that 98 degrees is okay with me. That's a, love, love that band. That's a Nick Lachey joke for all yeah. you guys. Former owner of the Tacoma Rainiers. Is that what? Yeah. That's weird. That is weird. Why would he sell? I don't know. I mean, when you have a property in Tacoma, you hold on to that shit. The only thing weirder than that is that he would assault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? Is, this, is this the only science news this week? Okay, so uh, the only <laughs> one other than this that I have. <laughs> I think it's time to move on from this one. 
We're talking no, about Nick Lachey yeah, yeah. and Tacoma Rainiers. <laughs> Once it turns to Nick Lachey talk, maybe no. it's a little stale. So, uh... Wrapping up science this week, older Americans, Eric, who regularly spend time online were about a third less likely to suffer from depression in a new study that compared them to peers who do not use the internet. Makes sense, man. The largest impacts on depression were actually for those who lived alone. So it's really suggesting that there's that's uh, all about connecting with others. Eliminating isolation and loneliness. Yeah, those Tea Party email chains will keep you going. I'm just saying, you and I already live in the future. Right. Like, the future is now. Yes. So, it's good that the old people of today at least get to experience some of the future and be less lonely about it. Well, the, the crazy thing about this as well is that... You, you look at this study of old people using the internet being less depressed. And there's already been countless studies about dopamine um, releases and people checking online, specifically social media. Right. The question being, how will the internet impact us, who like basically you know the millennial generation or Generation Y, coming through being the first, um, first generation to basically be raised on the internet how is this going to impact us uh from a like how does all these weird uh, dopamine releases that humanity has never experienced in the history of time how is it going to impact us as we get yeah as we get to the older age by the time we're 80 we're going to be burned out hus our dopamine uh reuptake is going to be totally fried and we're just going to walk around like zombies that's what i'm wondering yeah because like 80-year-olds, when they were our age, or, you know, a bit younger, like a 20-year-old, 80-year-old, if you come with me, come with me, people. A 20-year-old, 80-year-old, they're going to, like, sock hops, like, they're going to the diner, maybe catch a movie. Like, we're literally just glued to screens 24-7, and at least our generation had a time before screens. We got to see the progression of the screens, right? But, dude, by the time that our... Our kids are talking about us the way we're talking about old people. Facebook.com will be a sock hop. <laughs> It'll be the sock hop of 2020. Sock hop, Wait, sock hop. That com. 2060. Sock hop.com. That is copyrighted, guys. So, um, already taken. Uh-huh. So, uh, I actually read or heard of another study or something along those lines where like um, they were taking people who are trying to learn a foreign language. So Eric, suppose you're trying to learn French, right? Right. You could like go to a website and uh, you can just Skype with old people from France. That's awesome. And you're learning how to speak French because you're talking to them, right? It's like practical application of your communication skills in that language. And they are just happy to be talking because they're old. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you need a little bit of a base knowledge. But I feel like that's – it's yeah. It's no, a totally. You it's don't a, go do that today. But if It's a win-win. Can, if you have enough to be like, how are your children doing? Right. They're happy to talk about it. Yeah. So the internet is like opening up these channels – for people not only to be less lonely in general, but um, maybe you are lonely. 
maybe you speak a language that other people desire. Now you have a skill, mm-hmm. and you can you can sell that skill, which is your uh, fluency, for happiness, and it's awesome. Yeah, that's a to- that's a complete win win, and it, it is a wonderful situation because it also there's no money involved in that. It's like right. you get Except human Skype inter- makes money. Skype makes money, but Skype is a free service. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, yes, you're paying for the internet and you're paying for a computer and you're paying for uh, right. whatever you need. But Skype that doesn't make that money. Though. That individual service, it's it's a trade off of services, and both people, it's a mutually beneficial symbiotic relationship. It's like I want to learn a language, you want somebody to talk to. Let's oh, hook this up, guys. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful my thing. My granddaughter loves uh, tabletop games. Yeah. Let me tell you about how Sargassum is going to win this one. <laughs> I would also, I would love it if you were, if there was a, and this is, unfortunately the sports leagues have made this illegal, but it, it would be so great if you could go to a site and you could stream commentators for your games. You are saying exactly the same thing that the head brewer at my work, tells me several times a year it'd be so cool like you could have jesse and eric commentating the seahawks i don't get why that's illegal because you can't i don't know if it's illegal in the nfl but it's definitely illegal in baseball because the accounts and descriptions of this game cannot be disseminated without the express written consent of major league baseball freedom of speech baby freedom of speech yeah there's that i mean it's it's such a shaky ground and i don't think anybody's actually been called on it but Right. Because the fact of the matter is, it's a factual event that occurred. Right. And you can't really, you can't really the, stop the that from being disseminated. The descriptions of the war in Syria are copyright <laughs> of CNN.com. Exactly. Any distribution of such accounts is a violation of CNN's copyright laws. Yeah. Uh,. But it'd be so cool if you could just go to a site and you could be like, okay, I want to watch Eric and Jesse's live stream of this. I mean, I guess you could probably still do that. The thing um, is, maybe you can't live stream it, but you could certainly just talk about it and then record it and upload it not live. Yeah, but it's the whole thing about watching it live. Or, I I love I love how these conversations are going completely other directions, but yeah, you you want to watch it live, right? You can be like, yeah, oh, that's no, a that's true. call. You and I, you know, we'll do fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Maybe next, maybe next year we could do all sixteen Seahawks games. Let's 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 shoot for one, or we could do one. Yeah, but um, <laughs> and then see how that goes. But we just have to not say any copyrighted. Mm-hmm. Phrases like, if we don't say quarterback, and if <laughs> give me my quarterback, Eric. Um, <laughs> if we don't say NFL, if we don't say the team names, right? Then I think we could get away with it because yeah. they can't stop us from saying twelve. That's true. They can't stop us from saying twenty-four. They or can't three, say- or Wilson. That's my fucking name. And they can't stop us from saying throw the ball. Yeah, exactly. So I think we could probably do it. Yeah, I, I kind of love this idea. Anyway. Oh, no, that would be great. Then yeah. we work our way up to being the official. <laughs> well, you the fact to, of the matter you're is... You're the play-by-play guy, I'm color. Well, there, yeah, there's 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 a whole there's a whole market for this because there are people out there who want, like, NSFW broadcasts of, of football games. Totally. Like, come on, we don't need the staunch, uh, the staunch 
guys on there t- telling us well, what's happening in the game as we see it. Of a, that was a doozy of a hit. I'll what tell you what, he got hit. his bell wrong for sure. Yeah. Like, oh I my would, god, that guy got fucking killed. And it would be hilarious to like laugh. Like, let's right. have a laugh, guys, when something mm-hmm. crazy happens, as opposed to trying to analyze it. <laughs> I love it. Then we could shoot the bald, the bald move tower, and then Aaron and Gino could give us a halftime show. <laughs> <laughs> Gino learning uh, the game, and Aaron loving it. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, I guess Aaron knows. Yeah, Aaron knows. Gino doesn't, or Jim. Jim doesn't. God, we're so bad at using weird names on this podcast. This will, this will do. It will be excellent when we're trying to avoid copyright infringement. Exactly. On the fly. <laughs> Yeah, what's that guy's name? Oh God, what's his name? Let me look. Oh, let me look him up. Uh, okay, just hold on one second. Uh, 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 Marshawn Lynch. Oh, Megatron. Yeah, Megatron. Oh damn, Hasbro owns that. Oh no. <laughs> the accounts and descriptions of Megatron cannot be disseminated with the express written consent of Hasbro. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to my topic. Let's. Uh, so this is a neat little bingo chart. Uh, and it has to do with gaming. Here we go. Finish him. So, you know, real quick here. Uh, somebody posted this on Reddit today. I thought it was kind of cute. But it was basically E3 bingo. We got E3 coming up very soon. Uh, and this is an E3 bingo card uh, for each of the major platforms. Um, but what I really wanted to focus on was E3 bingo card for Nintendo. Because, Jesse, we've talked about this in the past a little bit. Our Nintendo theme park. Uh, how to save Nintendo from uh, this kind of backsliding that they've been doing. I mean, the Wii U had a kind of a really bad launch. They're trying to reinvent and and uh, release a bunch of original titles to get people excited about the Wii U as opposed to the three six or the Xbox One and the PS4. Seems like a big uphill battle here. Um, but I want to run through some of these E3 bingo categories for you and see what you think about them. Okay. Yeah, let's... So this is less about, of course, E3 Bingo is going to be like, if they say this, you you put that in the bingo card. I just want to run through these and see uh, what we have here. So let me just ask if you're excited about any of these. Um, First of all, new Zelda game. Very. Really? Oh, yeah, I love Zelda. So you'd be super stoked about a new Zelda game. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't own a Wii U, but if I did, I would buy that day one, like launch day for sure. So what if, what, so, but a new Zelda game isn't going to make you buy a Wii U. No, it's definitely not a console buyer. It's going to be really, really hard for anyone to convince me to buy their console right now. Yeah, but. Because I'm broke. But, but the I question spent here, so much money on my three bedrooms. But the question here is that, you know, you, ha- you do have a 2DS. Yeah. So That's if good. it was a DS Zelda title. I yeah, mean, I would buy it. The question here, and I think that this is a major market that Nintendo has covered at this point, is the handheld gaming market aside from mobile games. Right. Like, you have the PSP now? Is it called the PSP? PS Vita, I think. Oh, PS Vita, you're right. Um, but that's kind of the only other one on the market, and that one's tied so directly to the PS4. Right. Maybe Nintendo needs to get away from TVs and go straight to mobile. Um. You mean, I mean... 
what, abandon their hardware and sell things on the iPhone? Well, no, not abandon their hardware and sell things on the iPhone, but but go exclusively toward the 3DS and 2DS platform. Ooh! Ooh! That would be a bold-ass move, though. Right. I mean, and then maybe make a console that is compatible with those. There's no reason why these handheld... I'm just saying there's no reason why these handheld consoles... Um, I mean, the Wii wasn't even an HD console, and it was competing against 360 and PS3. It didn't even come in HD. Right. Like, you could have something that they just use these mobile, the mobile hardware uh, so that you can broadcast it onto your television and use your mobile device as a controller, or you can take it away and just use it as a controller. They obviously don't need to corner that HD market because that HD market is running away from them at a rapid rate. Maybe they should just focus on this handheld market. Eric, I think that would be an extremely bold and extremely dangerous move, and I think you're actually 100% right about that. I, I kind of like, because, like, yeah, what are they going to do? I, the next Nintendo console I'm not excited about. No one is. They've lost the battle at, from the consoles, but they own the battle on the handheld console. That's, no, you're totally right. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. What else we got? Uh, Star Fox. Would you be excited about Star Fox? No, I'm not really into Star Fox. I kind of like Star Fox. I like that. Uh, <laughs> Wii U price cut? I don't think it could go cheap enough for me to buy it, honestly. I don't even know what the price is. I thought yeah. it was just an expansion pack for your already Wii. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, what about third-party support? Like, what if you could play Halo 4 on Wii U? Well, no, why would you ever want to do that? Exactly. <laughs> it's going to suck. Uh, new Donkey Kong game? Sure. New Kirby game? No. Uh, what about Pokemon? They M- should probably do Kirby Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> A Larry David Kirby game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about, uh, Pokemon MMO? For no, PC? I, uh, no, I don't. What about Pokemon I MMO for I don't want to get my ass Rift? kicked at Pokemon every second <laughs> that I'm experiencing it. <laughs> But what if you could create a team like Team Rocket? Except you no, create your own no, team. No, 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 I don't want that. Okay. Wow, that's interesting because I feel like Pokemon MMO is like what everybody needs. That's what a lot of the super Pokemon fans want, but no, I don't have that fucking time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what about. Uh, did you? So you're a Zelda fan. Did you play Majora's Mask? I did. I didn't like that one that much. Interesting because that was another one on here Majora's Mask for 3DS. Okay. Um, the other one is 2DS XL. I don't know what that means. This is 2DS with a bigger screen. Well, I just bought my 2DS, so I guess I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like, that's the problem with Nintendo. Like, none of this stuff is uber exciting. But like, no, I, said- I think you're right about this. And uh, figure out some way that you can have a meaningful Game Boy experience. Mm-hmm. And let's... Stop pretending it's not a Game Boy. A meaningful Game Boy experience that you can easily port onto your screen because yeah, the cool thing about the the 2DS is that you can roll around with it and play wherever. But I do 99.9% of my Game Boy playing at home. Right. And if there was a cheap, easy way... One like something in a thumb drive that I could yeah. just plug into an HDMI port mm. and get that experience on my screen. And if you could like enhance it, do other stuff, encourage people right. to buy a second Game Boy for their wife, yeah. for their kids, yeah. 
you know, something like that. So you yeah. can have a multiplayer experience, but you can also just peel off and take your Game Boy elsewhere. Yeah. That would be a really cool experience. But let's not pretend that this is a PlayStation. <laughs> it's exactly. not. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's this. Is, I feel like this. And they're so close. Like, that's basically what the Wii U is. It's basically like a handheld, uh, a handheld console type of controller attached to a console on your television. Yeah, no, Why don't exactly. you just c- cut out the middleman, have your handheld controller be your 2DS or your 3DS, yeah. and each of the, like, the 2DS, I, I, the Target's having a sale right now, they're $99 for the 2DS. Oh, um, I got chipped! Yeah, uh, but you have, like, say you have, like, a little forty nine ninety nine Roku box-style thing yeah. that plugs into your TV and then becomes your receiver for your... Uh, 2ds. Now you you now you don't only have two screens. You have three screens to deal with stuff. Are you serious the, about ninety nine dollars for a 2ds? Yeah. Wow. But I feel like that's with a that, good deal. Yeah, I feel like what that means is by Christmas they're going to be seventy nine ninety nine. Oh man, I got so screwed. But that's what I'm saying. Like this plays into that price point thing. So you can buy your bundle, your 2ds bundle for one hundred twenty nine ninety nine. And play your 2DS games on yeah. your television, totally. and then and then you could buy your wife or whoever an extra one, that and now you can play fun. two player, and yeah, and you can use three different screens. The innovation is there to use these three different screens for three different purposes. Totally, um, you could put motion controls in the in the 2DS or the 3DS, so you could do motion control stuff if you really want to. Um, but yeah, like that is the way to go for Nintendo, man. Yeah, that's such a good idea. Versatility and innovation. That is what made the Wii successful. And that's but it's also strangely what is leaving Nintendo in the dust of the big guys, you know. I would love to see Nintendo be like, "All right, screw motion controls." Like that was yeah. the thing of the past. We yeah, started I would love it, to see that we too. did it, it's over. Moving yeah. on. Well, also in video game news here, uh Xbox 360 is going to start selling a Xbox or not I keep calling it 360. Xbox One is going to start selling Xbox One without Connect. Yeah, I heard that. It sounds I think like it's motion, a good move. Yeah, it sounds like motion control's dead. Yeah, it it really it, it truly is. I could have told you that a while ago. I mean, I think that they're the only possibility I see here is with the Sony Morpheus, which is their Oculus Rift clone. Right. And utilizing those PlayStation Move controllers. Yeah, with it, you that. gotta get to that level or nothing now. Yeah, and I mean that's the, that's the other direction that uh, Nintendo could go, and it'd be interesting if they sold little handheld consoles with an interesting plug on the side that supported a VR headset. And you could take that anywhere, and then you could bring back the Nintendo Power Glove too for and your you VR. And then you could get experience. totally mugged. Yep. At the bus station. Yep, you're going to get totally mugged, but it'll be awesome. <laughs> Mug Simulator wow. oh, 2014. Man, this, uh, Grand Theft Auto got, like, really, ow! Like, <laughs> ah, how would they simulate? Ow! Ow! <laughs> Where'd my wallet go? What? It's, ah, this is really realistic. <laughs> yeah. I just want Nintendo Power Glove 2.0. I then- do not. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like they got to throw a Hail Mary here. They did that with the Wii. Um, you know, when the N64 came out, that was a revolutionary console. Um, but they got to get out of the 90s. They got to do what the, what worked for them in recent memory, which was the Wii, which was 100% new innovation. I think that is the only thing that's going to save Nintendo at this point from becoming Sega. 
Okay. Well, let's wrap things up here. Let's do it. Okay, we're going to move on to a recommendation. Before we do, I want to tell you about the Bald Move Network. Guys, so much stuff happening at baldmove.com. Um, of course, you've got all of your awesome TV podcasts right now covering Game of Thrones, also covering uh, the new 24 miniseries on FX, covering Fargo on FX, um, is, is, uh, oh, and, and covering Mad Men as well. Of course, Mad Men. So you got Game of Thrones, 24, Mad Men, and Fargo, and uh, more podcasts on the way. I hear there might be some movie podcasts coming up very soon. Of course, you've also got uh, Up Yours Downstairs covering everything Edwardian on Masterpiece and the ladies down in Los Angeles, The Because Show. Check out baldmoon.com for all of your TV, awesome pop culture podcasting needs because uh, we're on there as well. And uh, please get in touch with us, guys. As I mentioned before, give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, 360-362-0024. Leave us a voicemail, personalarrogance at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. We're at the Bald Move Facebook page. We're also at the Personal Arrogance Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at Personal Podcast. Uh, and rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us out a ton, and it is a great, great thing. And we love you so much when you do that. Um, and if you can't do any of that, please just tell a friend. Uh, and speaking of Facebook, uh, each week on Facebook, we post that we are recording. We ask you what you want us to talk about. You tell us, and we talk about it in a little segment called the Facebook Roundup. And here it is. Rolo Tomasi says, I missed you, Jesse. Uh, special thanks to Levi for his second reco. I am moving to today. And off to clean the old homestead, top to bottom. Vinegar did the trick. Vinegar plus paper towels. Talk about a combo that can't be beat. This week, please discuss your preferred method for ironing. I say lots of steam. Yeah, uh, I'm a steam-free guy. Really? No, I don't. I don't. I just kind of throw it in like the uh, the dryer mm-hmm. for like 15 minutes, and mm. then I'm like good to go. Yeah, well, I have to pay for my dryer, so I don't do that. <laughs> I don't waste the quarters. I still pay for it, but it just hits me later in the month. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ontario election update, by the way. The Blue Jays want to cut 100,000 public service jobs, and the Maple Leafs are undergoing three corruption scandal investigations. What is a boy to do? I say go for the Argonauts. Uh, Jason Cornelius says, have either of you read Ready Player One? I just loved it. All of a sudden, I'm interested in the Oculus Rift. You haven't You haven't read this book yet, have you, Jesse? No, but you have. Yeah, well, I kind of read it. I listened to it on Audible.com. Uh, written, Still counts. Read by Will Wheaton. It is a great book. Anybody who hasn't read this book, if you like this podcast, you will like Ready Player One. It's basically a video game future set in a uh, amalgamated pop culture 80s and 90s world. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing. So uh, Ready Player One. And it also go- falls right in with our... Virtual reality, Oculus Rift, uh, Power Glove 2, uh, Haptic Suit, awesomeness. So uh, check that one out. And then finally, James Patterson says, Hey dudes, the Levi bracket is hard. It would be awesome if you revisited my Catan game idea. We did that, James. And all I got to say is keep plugging away at that Levi bracket. I knew it would be I'm difficult. I am excited about the Levi bracket. Don't forget the Levites from the Bible. Yeah, exactly. The biblical clan is going to be hard to me- hard to beat. Right. Don't forget Levi Strauss. Oh, you got Levi Strauss from the Jean Company. Don't forget Sarah Palin's daughter's <laughs> boyfriend. The, Levi already mentioned that one. Oh, well, I mean, it's so obvious. Yeah. Uh, who else here? Levi. Oh, let's check out Wikipedia. See okay. if we can help, help, help us out a little bit. Oh, Levi. Uh, Levi disambiguation. Here we go. 
Saint Matthew is referred to as Levi in the Gospels. A lot of biblical stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, any people here? Uh, Wait, okay, Eric, you might know this actually. Uh huh. Of all the tribes of Israel, right? How many are there? Twelve, thirteen? Twelve. Twelve. All but one are lost, right? I I don't know. Okay, I don't never know mind then. <laughs> but the Levites were like the good ones, right? Right, but I feel like there's a bunch of like these tribes of Israel, and all of them got lost except for one. I'm wondering who that is. Yeah. Well, Israelis. The term, I don't know. I don't think that's it. But the term uh, Levi means like priest in Hebrew. Oh. Yeah. Starts above. Uh, and don't forget Levi Rekin, by the way, loyal listener. Also right. should be included. Of course. All right, guys. So that's Facebook Roundup for this week. Uh, please like us on Facebook and check that and be a part of it every week. Jesse, what's your first reco? Oh, the Elysian uh, Dayglow IPA mm-hmm. is really, really good. It's got a cool picture of a cat with shooting laser beams out of its eyeballs. <laughs> that is cool. But despite that, it's actually a really good beer. So if you can get it, drink it. It's good. All right. My first reco this week is going to be the board game King of Tokyo. Uh, I played this a little while back. Didn't really like it. Got to play it again with a couple of friends recently, and I liked it a lot. So um, it's 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 made by it's designed by Richard Garfield, who's the guy who created Magic the Gathering. Um, and there's a lot of aspects to it that are like kind of Magic the Gathering light. Like it would be a great intro to introduce the concepts that are in Magic the Gathering um, in a lot of ways. But it's so accessible. It's like Yahtzee meets uh, Kaiju. So uh, King of Tokyo. Check that one out. Jesse, what's your Seco Reco? Sweet. Bar Rescue. <laughs> TV show on Spike Network. I know I plug it all the time, but it's a fucking great show, so I love it. <laughs> all right, my second this week is uh, also going to be another board game. It is called Love Letter. It consists of 16 cards. Uh, it comes in a nice little velvet satchel and sells for around $7. Uh, and it is, right. a, it is a solid game. And Jesse, for the Wilson Walkwist campout this summer, oh, uh, I will be bringing it. I want to play that so bad. You can literally teach the game in two words, or two phrases. <laughs> two four words, words would be good. I guess six words. Kill uh, everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, this is, how you, this is how you play the game. Draw a card, play a card. That's it. Yeah, you could say that about... Uh... Oh, what's that game with all the <laughs> bad words and stuff, the black and white cards? Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, anyway, I think that's wow, it for this Wow, I week. just totally took the energy out of this podcast. You really left it with... You kind of did Captain Dead Earth for a little while. I think I you did. might have inherited it's a little Levi. Levi's air, uh, influence. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm done. I'm done here. All right, have a good just, night. Stay again. Right, we got to do the whole phrase here. You're back. Wherever right. you go... Whatever you do... Please, stay... Stay... Arrogant. arrogant.